How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. Boom, shakalaka boom. You tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This, my friends, is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, the maitre d' of chaos, or whatever fun thing you want to say. In a good mood this morning. Got a little, got some good sleep last night. Forgot to get gas last night, so I waited to the last minute to leave the house. It's kind of like 6.15 is the line of demarcation. Like, if I'm not busting out the driveway by 6.15... I feel like I'm running late because I'd like to get here and have a few minutes to breathe. And I did, anyway, I did that, but I forgot to get gas. I'm almost at a Pearl exit. And it said, ding, ding, ding. I was like, what's wrong with my car? (laughs) And it was the low fuel thing. And I was like, okay, let me get off at Jake Wyndham's uh, Pearl exit here. I know it's good and safe and uh, my tag's good, so their tag readers aren't going to mess with clay. Uh, because I got tag readers, I know mm-hmm. it's safe as well. Because thugs ain't gonna be there, so it's a nice, good, safe exit there at Pearl to get gas. Just throwing that out there for everybody. Man, I put like ten bucks in. I was like, because mm-hmm. it said thirty-five miles to E, and then within two seconds it said thirty miles. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I ain't playing with this because you know I got to get off at the forty-nine exit here off two twenty. The last place on earth I want to get gas is at the gas station at the exit of two twenty and forty nine. You know, there's that gas station right next to you know where it says like Monroe's Donuts on the way here. Yeah, you know, like there's that gas station actually looks kind of nice. The big lit up one. Yeah, the big lit up one. It's not the gas station, uh, Sean. It's the it's the content of the character. Yeah, I understand. I'm not going to stop there either. I'm just yeah. saying it doesn't look. It's because uh, uh, I drive up Medgar Evers and all those gas stations are just hollowed out and messed up, and that's like the nice and one. The one across the street from Monroe's burned down. That one's burned down. But They'll get a nice shiny new one for people to get killed at. Yeah. That's, but but you know what I'm saying? Like all the way down Mega Evers, they're all just look look like you know a post apocalyptic wasteland. Mm-hmm. So look, I've got Sean Yurkaran here in the studio. We got a uh, we're gonna rehash uh, at some point here in the show the Fanny Willis stuff because so, some more stuff has come out and she looks guilty as hell. So we're gonna talk about that. That's a win, guys. That's a win for our side. So enjoy the wins when you get them. Don't don't brush them off. Celebrate. Gloat. Do everything they do to us. Celebrate, gloat, tell them the walls are closing in. Um, Sean, let's do. Let's start with something a little different. We were both listening to some form of the, of the, some form of the same thing on the way in here. Hold on, real quick. Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four seven six nine two four one. 1944. I got a three in the morning text from John from Florence, mm. and I just want to I, I want to read this real quick. Uh, John says, um, "He says, man, I applaud you for admitting on air that you also use situations to gain clicks on social media, 
and that your opinions were biased regarding Monday hour two talking about the Mac hike thing. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I saw the clip of it, but yeah. I'm not going to imagine what your opinion was. Then. Yeah, and it yeah. says. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't really want to rehash it. No, it says, sure. Uh, it says it's unfortunate that we live in a world when a man's word and or handshake means absolutely nothing, whether it's a personal or business. And I, and I and he wasn't being rude at all. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I can tell you, he was being complimentary. Mm. And I just said this. I said, man, I think. I think I'm just human. Most people will lie to make themselves look good where I tell the truth regardless of how it makes me look. My word is all I have. Plus, if I lie, I would have to remember what I said. And uh, I have a bad memory. So uh, you never have to you never have to remember the truth. You know, and, I, and that was a nice little lesson for this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather you not like me for telling the truth or whatever I perceive to be the truth. I'm not saying I'm always right, by the way. You know, I'm just saying that it's whatever I'm telling you is my version of the truth, and uh, I'd rather you I'd rather you like me, even though you may disagree with me some. So, yep. just good word, well, nice little words of wisdom this morning. I appreciated uh I appreciated that text. Always good to wake up to cool stuff like that. Cool. All right, guns and gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. Phone line six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. My favorite uh, purple-haired Fondren barista, Bellhaven resident, Sean Yurkron here in the studio with me. You know what's funny is like people really think you have purple hair. They yeah. don't know. They don't know. They don't know you. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a good, it's a, where did this? Where does purple hair? Who, who came up with that line? Not about me, but just about liberals in general. I wonder. Uh, so many of them have purple hair. Is there a do they? I've never seen one with purple hair before. Maybe it's blue. Maybe it's green. I mean, I've seen different hair colors. You know, Man, it's always as unattractive. Women that nobody wants to reproduce with, screaming and reading. I've seen like pink stripes through their hair. I've seen that. Like maybe green. I've seen a lot of green. Purple's a catch-all. Oh, yeah, purple's just a just it's, a, yeah. It's just a catch-all. It may not be purple. Maybe pink. It may be blue. You know, whatever. I've noticed the green one a lot. I don't know. But, it's hey. Just a bunch of angry women. They're always the women out there protesting. A uh, bunch of angry butch lesbians protesting about um, abortion rights when they ain't getting knocked up to have an abortion anyway. You know the the one the 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 pink JJ hat brigade that uh, that protested Trump's uh, that basically had an insurrection in Washington on Trump's inauguration day. I remember that. I remember that. You yeah. know, I guess it's like the older you get, you kind of you know when younger people dress a certain way or you know whatever they do. Like you know in our day, you know you wouldn't got like a tongue ring and some tattoos, and that was kind of like early two thousands thing. Now like there was a hipster phase, but apparently I didn't know when that happened because I was already old by then. You know, and then I think that's over with. So I just can't keep track of what is what's cool, what's not cool. Hey, look, man, I'm always for. You know, not growing, not you grow, you grow, you grow old. You don't have to grow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always cool with kind of being a. As long as your responsibilities are handled, and you know, you pay your bills and you take care of what you got to take care of. Yep. If you want purple hair and a bull and a bull ring in your nose, get purple hair and a bull ring in your nose. I'm never going to judge. I mean, I, got, I still get tattoos to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not judging anybody's personal expression, but when you want to look like that. And you decide to dive off into politics and call me a racist and literally Hitler. I'm gonna talk about you. Yeah, hey man, it is what it is. You know, you know, I'm gonna talk about you. All right, look. So you were listening to the same thing I yeah. was. Let's, we're gonna completely shift gears here. Uh, Sean walks in and he says, "Man, I got something we can lead the show off with." And I was thought he was gonna talk about. He mentioned the Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs game. I mm-hmm. thought he was gonna say the weather because I'm mm-hmm. like, man, it's just it. 
that's the kind of cold. I don't even want to watch the game because it looks that it looks too cold. Yeah. And you're talking about uh, it's on pay per view. Well, yeah, because sort of. Like, so I was looking at I've, honestly, I've been looking at tickets. I was like, maybe I'll fly to Kansas City Saturday. There's going to gonna the be game. negative twelve or thirteen degrees. Yeah, and I listen to Miami Sports Radio on TuneIn every morning, like on the drive over here, and uh, it, it says negative six now. Is what they're saying to kick off. And uh, you know, and so I look at my SeatGeek app and the ticket prices. Man, you can get fifty yard line seats right now for one hundred and fifty dollars, which is just insane. My buddy for an Nick, NFL playoff game. My buddy Nick P uh, works over. He's like the the I want to say maybe like the the, the floor manager, head head server, something along those lines, at Ten South Rooftop Bar in Vicksburg. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nick and shout out to all my Vicksburg folks. Um, he's been going. I guess he's unbought season tickets. And he's got some buddies up there. He's yeah. been going to every game. So on Kansas City Facebook, game? Yeah. Okay. He's a big Chiefs guy. And uh, so I follow him on Facebook, obviously. And he's always at the games. I'm like, man, that looks so fun. Yeah. This one don't look fun. This one looks really bad. I mean, they say it may be the coldest NFL game in history, actually, is what they're, they keep on saying. But uh, but the, just looking at the ticket prices, because normally if you're going to go to a playoff game and you're going to sell a 50-yard line, that's going to be like an $800 ticket at least, you know, something crazy like mm-hmm. that. But right now, it was like like in this morning, it was like one fifty. I was like one hundred fifty bucks. Like, is it on the fifty yard line? And you know, but how long could you last on the fifty yard line sitting we, there? We went to an XFL game, OG XFL. Okay, O one, O one, yeah. Back in that era, it was in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. It was me, Chip Matthews, Sonny Evans, and a whole cast of other characters. I can't quite remember. Everybody else is kind of interchangeable. Yeah, but uh, you know, Chip and Sonny have stuck around. It it was in it was in February. Yeah, if I said January, I mean, it was in February in Memphis. The water, the the wind coming off the Mississippi River. Now, I know the river's not right next to the stadium, but it still makes it colder up there. Mm-hmm. It was it was sleeting. Sean, my beer froze in my hand. <laughs> That's, and it, and there was no heaters in the in the uh, what, what's the area under the seats called where people walk. Um, what the, the, just one of the aisles or whatever? Or yeah, like? there's a, a technical name like under you know. Oh yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what you, I know what you're saying, but right, I don't know yeah. what it's called. We'll, we'll call it the mezzanine level for now. <laughs> the mezzanine, knowing that's not correct, but we'll call it the <laughs> mezzanine level for now. And I'm under there just trying to find some heat. And I think it may be even colder under there, but there was some body heat because it was a sold out game. I mean, that OG XFL. Yeah, that was cool, right? Did, you know, at first anyway, did really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, the first few months of it did really well. And teams like Memphis, or cities like Memphis, should I say, supported it. At least the games. I went to two or three games. It, it was fun. Anyway, so that's my coldest football experience. Really? And it let me know that no matter how much Clay likes cold weather, which I'm softening on that a little bit as I get older and my blood gets thinner. That I, I, there's just no way I think you could pay me to go to the game. I would go to Kansas City mm-hmm. and watch it in a hotel or a bar. Yeah, you know, and and that would be fun. Just the whole experience. I maybe even a little bit of the tailgating. It depends on what the wind's going. If that wind is whipping, the wind is especially you know the, that part of the country too. The wind just kicks, and there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's just flat. It's just flat. So yeah, it's going to hit you pretty hard and. So like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a game time literally decision whether I'm gonna go or not but the uh, but Con- I, knew, I was listening to hold that thought yeah concourse concourse thank you concourse. thank you texture concourse uh, I like mezzanine man uh, but you know I don't even what does mezzanine mean does anybody know that I don't even know what that means. I, well I know what it is I know what it is but I don't know what it's, it's like, like the level between a level yeah that, yeah exactly but I just don't you know I didn't know exactly what it meant but I know what it is too but anyway so you um the way the NFL has been doing anything everything now they've you know, some games are on NFL Network, some games are on Thursday night games are on Prime, and you've got to subscribe to, I subscribe to Sunday Ticket so I can watch the Dolphins game, and you have to have YouTube TV to do that, and that's why I've got that this year. I used to have DirecTV for like the last 15 years or whatever. And um, 
Now they're making you subscribe to Peacock, which is the NBC streaming service. It's so, a lot of bang for the buck there. I will say it's got the mm-hmm. WWE network, and you know it, it's got it. They, they there's some loud NASCAR is going to be doing a couple races there. I mean, it's a lot going on. I mean, if you go, if you must subscribe to one, yeah. And I mean, I'm not even knocking like what it is, but it just kind of like. All right, now we're in the NFL playoffs, which are supposed to be games that are viewable by the entire nation. Like that, and they're gonna that game, that specific game, they're gonna make it. You have to subscribe to Peacock just to watch it, unless you live in the Kansas City or the Miami metro area. That's the only way that you don't have to. Or do any that. on traditional cable, not 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 network TV. I know they're on network TV, Fox, mm-hmm. NBC. Yeah, they they don't do playoff games even on like ESPN, do they? No, not normally. So, normally. so, they're, so they're, there's a lot of people who raise cane about that because they don't have. They don't have cable, so they're jumping straight from uh, antenna TV to this. To, to and there's so many people, yeah, to uh, to digital uh, to an app. There's so many people in rural areas with the with the lack of rural broadband and all this that and the other that are not going to be able to watch this game. I mean, pe- people in Pawtucket, Mississippi, is that even a place it is today? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have broadband, aren't going to be able to watch this. No, and that's what you know. The guy, you know, Joe Rose is a show I listen to. It's on Miami. Sports What's the show. name of it? Joe Rose Show. It's Joe a, Rose. And he used to play for the Dolphins back in the eighties, and he um, was talking about his dad, and he was saying that like you know my dad's like almost ninety, and he lives out in the market, but he he likes the Dolphins, and he he's like on the phone with him trying to explain to him how to download Peacock. And I mean, so there's older people that aren't going to be able to you know figure that out. It's harder for them to do that, and so I don't. I think it's kind of a. I, I mean, I'm fine with them doing with Amazon Prime on Thursday nights because, I mean, as much as I love football, we've got a lot of football in the fall. Like, I mean, it's Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday. You and, know. And, and look, here in the, here in the South, man, you got high-level high school football on Fridays. Fridays. I mean, it's you know, all. I watch the Brandon Bulldog games uh, on, on their app when I'm at home on Friday nights. Right. I mean, so it's like Tuesday and Wednesday, the only days that are football-free. And, you know, they, they turn Thursday into it. So if you want to put Thursday on Amazon Prime, I'm cool with that. But, I mean, you're talking about the playoffs. They need to – I think they make this a little simple for everybody where it's just on the networks. And, I mean, Monday night – now, there's actually a Monday night playoff game, which I don't know if they've ever done that before. But they're doing it this year. Are they? Yeah, it's the Man, Eagles and the Buccaneers. Loop. But that's on ABC and ESPN, so yeah. you can watch it on either. So, I mean, it's a little different. But Well, but, Amazon wrote a check, son. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it with Amazon. Especially on th- Thursday nights, it kind of – usually it's a – this season it's been terrible games on Thursday night, and I think it was last season too. So nobody – you know, just something kind of to put on on Thursday nights. I mean, it was like the – you know, usually like the Jets versus the Broncos or some crap like that. This is how Amazon – I'm sorry, Peacock wrote a check. Amazon okay. did too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, I'm sorry. Peacock wrote a check. They, they, they're trying to separate themselves from Netflix. I mean, mm-hmm. Netflix – it's great for what it is when it, when they choose to be, and they're not doing uh, kid stripper shows. Yeah. Um, you know. Like, anyway, whole another conversation. But the, the, they had to look at how do we get a slice of the market. You I mean, know, all the marketing, in the, all the marketing in the world ain't going to do it. Hey, you got to have the content that people want to watch. You know, it's kind of like a good restaurant. It ain't got to be the nicest. If the food's good, people are coming. Yeah. And, but they this NFL is a hook. Oh yeah, I mean, hundred percent understand why they're doing it because some of the. I mean, I know you, you say you like the WWE on there. I tried to. I subscribed to it like a year ago to watch Night Court because I mean, you know, I was a kid in the eighties. I love that show. I don't know if you liked it or not, but if you grew up at that time, it was pretty popular. This reboot they've got is horrible. I don't know if people of, of what Night Court. Oh no, I haven't watched. Did you watch it back in the eighties, nineties? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great show. I mean, the reboot is terrible, and so then I canceled it after. I was like, this is just horrible. So. All right, we got a couple texts on the Guns of Good text line. Then we got to take a break real quick. Justin D says uh, you can watch Thursday Night Football for free on Twitch. 
Twitch is a is, is an interesting platform, mm-hmm, yeah, a gamer platform. But uh, unknown texture says, and I think we've I think we've answered our problem here. Mm. They're making uh, Swifty fans pay to see Taylor. Ah, uh, there you go. That could be yeah. it. I mean, that's I saw a meme that said that. And then um, one more text: mezzanine is a type of metal floor. Usually, see it in the upper level of the parts of department of the parts department and dealerships. That is correct. It's a it's a level between a level. Okay. Well, now yeah. I know what it means. I know what it is, but now I know what it means. Yeah, that's right, man. I worked at East Ford and Great Annuals Ford in the parts department as a kid. So uh, you, you have like it ain't it ain't tall enough. The ceiling's not tall enough to put a true middle floor. But you can build those mezzanine racks. Mm-hmm. And when I had my club downtown, <clears throat> you would go up a staircase. Then there was a floor, and then you had to basically where the where the flight turns, and that's where we had to pay. And that's, we just referred to that as the mezzanine level. Gotcha. And it's also where my um where my office was and and stuff. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We got Sean Yorkron here in the studio. You got Clay Edwards. We're going to talk about the Mississippi Braves. It's a sports show for the first hour this morning, apparently. But I but I want to get into the why the Braves left. If you missed it yesterday, the Mississippi Braves have said adios to central Mississippi, uh, heading to Columbus, Georgia. We'll be right back to discuss. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB. Guys, Stonington Farm Beef, you got Today and tomorrow to get your orders in, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished. Mississippi raised, Mississippi made, Mississippi played. Oh, never mind, that's me. Um, Grass-fed beef, antibiotic-free, steroid-free, and mRNA-free. Don't be getting the mRNA in your dang steaks like they do over in China. Anyway, great stuff. Again, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished. No minimum order required. Uh, and of course, there's no maximum order. You can get the whole dang cow if you like. And they got a special this month, man. Let me pull it up real quick. You know, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants on these live reads and just like play any mini mighty mo a little bit. <laughs> but uh, here is what we got for you this month at Stonington Farm. This is from Miss Katie Stonington. Of course, they'll be in the area. They're going to be in Jackson Friday, delivering to Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland. That's this Friday. The special for January is. Four pounds of ground beef in one-pound packs, that's, that's that's the way I get it, and a roast of your choice, whether it be chuck, rump, shoulder, sirloin, tip, eye round, or tri-tip at 10% off list price. That comes up to 50 bucks for four pounds of hamburger meat and a roast of your choice. I'm going to have to go in on that one. I, I, I made a good Mississippi pot roast. What kind of roast do you use in a pot roast? Don't ask me, man. I have no idea. If anybody knows exactly, which which, which roast do you use in a Mississippi-style pot roast? Uh, text me on the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Get some pepperoncini peppers, and it's on, son. Uh, anyway, com. Get your orders in now. You will not regret it. You can get anything from one pack of hamburger meat or one pack of hamburger meat, a single steak, or the whole cow packages. They have some mini cow specials available too. Um, I would holler at Miss Katie and talk about that if you want to stock up. And uh, hey, not a bad time to stock up. Stonningtonfarm.com. Sean, mm-hmm. b- before the Braves talk real quick. Yeah. I just, you know, there's going to be some, it's going to get down into the teens Monday and Tuesday night, or definitely Tuesday. I think Saw Monday's that. in the low 20s. Yeah. 
there's talking about ice maybe mm-hmm. some snow are you, are you prepared on any, on any level like firewood you got a fireplace in your house yeah i got a fireplace I, I, I got that number yesterday for the chimney sweep i got to call them today and holler at my boy eric jenkins and uh get him to bring me some firewood i do not want to get if the power goes out i don't want to be left yeah that's what i did during the uh 2021 um ice storm whatever it was and uh, i had a few people end up just staying staying at my house just because i had a gas-powered fireplace in there yeah just in case you know everything because i mean you don't want to freeze to death it was the same thing at my folks house man because of course when power was not consistent mm-hmm. i mean it would kind of come on and off but and it, it, remember it went out during nighttime one time and we all kind of ended up in the living room there yeah and it's a big house with tall ceilings okay so unfortunately it wasn't that warm it wasn't that warm but you, <laughs> got, if, you could get up on it mm-hmm. and defrost and then move away, but as far as resonating the heat, you know, yeah. distributing the heat throughout the room or the house, no dice. Okay. Uh, they actually have upstairs and downstairs fireplace in that house. There's one in the master bedroom and then one in the living room. Up oh, that's room. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I've go got ahead. my pipes covered. I did, but see, I do that. I'm lazy. What I do is like when it's like September, I, I start covering them because <laughs> I don't really water my grass anyway. It's like monkey grass, so yeah. I just like leave it covered for most of the year, so I don't have to think about it when it comes to. <laughs> All right, the Mississippi Braves announced they are heading to Columbus, Georgia. Um, here's a quick quote from them, from the Braves. The team announced it on their X account and uh, other other social media. It says, uh, we want to thank Pearl, the surrounding Jackson community, and the state of Mississippi for the incredible support for the franchise over the past 19 years. The team wrote in a letter to the fans. We have loved creating memories with you at Trustmark Park, and we look forward to bringing you an amazing 2024 season, which will be their 20th and last season. They honor their entire 20-year lease. Pearl Mayor Jake Wyndham said in a statement that he is disappointed with the Braves' decision, saying that the city worked with lawmakers last year to craft legislation designed to help the ball club remain in the city. He said that the legislation would have provided the Braves with incentives to remain in Pearl. It was unclear if that bill passed. We worked... I do not believe that bill passing is what's actually going to be. It was on the table for this year. Okay. Mom, according to a conversation I'd had. Anyway, it says, uh, this is still from, from Jake. It says, we worked diligently with Spectrum Capital, state and county leaders, as well as the Diamond Baseball Holdings to come to an agreement, he said. It is truly unfortunate that despite our best efforts, the Braves have chosen to take this route. Yeah, look, man, my opinion I don't want to tell anybody do or don't or whatever going to the stadium this year. Do what you, do what you do. Have fun. I'm sure I probably will end up at a game or two, just because I don't want to. You know, I like I like nostalgia. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like I miss the Jackson Mets. I don't want to let my frustration with the Braves leaving keep me from going and enjoying the last few games of the Braves' existence here. Even though I really hate the fact that they went cashless, and I don't mind. I, you know, I don't mind paying for parking, but it's just a little a little ridiculous at ten bucks. Yeah, I mean that is. I don't. I guess I think I, next I time been, I'll just park across the street at Sam's. And you said they started that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I didn't have the season tickets like I did the year before. I just can't remember. If, well, maybe they started it last year. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but I, definitely ten dollars. Of course, the only game I went to a Braves game. I think I know I went to the Ole Miss Mississippi State game. Anyway, well, I don't think I don't think attendance is why they're leaving. Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, they're averaging over three thousand a game. That, I'm sure that's profitable. They're leaving because they're getting a new stadium. Yeah, sure. you know, with all the bells and whistles, presumably, and they're going to get some tax incentives and all this other stuff, and that, and 
that that's ran its course here. Mm-hmm. That's been twenty years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they the the was it the bloom is off the rose. Yeah, I I don't think they've done the absolute best job marketing. Just my opinion there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of things could have been done differently, but I still think that. And this is what they do. They stay 20 years, leave. Stay 20 years, leave. How long were they in, was it South Carolina before? 20 years. 20 years. So. Yeah. And I don't know how long they existed prior to that. Mm-hmm. So they, they they come, they leave. But again, I think one of the main issues, if we're just going to go back to attendance, if, if we're going to harp on that. Yeah. I heard Doug Colson talking about it on his show this morning on the way in and uh, – he was just talking about the the attendance and marketing and stuff. But I got another thing. I I think it has a lot to do with the success of our college baseball teams. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this, right? Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I think that if if you got to spend your money somewhere, you know, there's way more emotional investment into your favorite college team than it is your double A minor league baseball team. Yeah, I mean that's my. I think like doesn't minor league baseball to me is kind of just something you go do for something you're bored or. You know, it's something to go fun to do. Let's go to the game, drink a beer, watch the game. But you're not really, like, into your team. Like, you're not willing to fly to Kansas City and sit in the cold and watch your team because you're that emotionally invested in the team. No. Like, I don't think it's just not one of those kinds of kind of team sport. I mean, you're your major league team, yes, I yeah. get that. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's people out there that are just huge minor league baseball fans sure. and they just love it, you know, but I bet it's a minority of people. Well, like, you know, like my dad – and I've heard other people, uh, Fred Shank's dad before he passed, and I've heard other people talk about this. Like, there's an OG baseball fan mm-hmm. that would love to go out there with, a, you know, what are those with those baseball, the, the charts, yeah, and they keep up with the RBIs and and all that because they they like to track it. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, it's another layer or level, should I say, to the to sometimes they're just baseball fans. They love it. Like I love boxing because it's like the sweet science. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can watch a boxing match and I, I get it. I love yeah. MMA too, by the way, but. Um, you, you can really score boxing, right? right? There's a system. Now, some people screw that up, but baseball is kind of the same way. Like, I, if you love baseball, just like I can watch any boxing match and just sit there, I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's baseball fans that do the same thing. They just love baseball. They want to go sit. They want to watch it. It's not my thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like you. You get bored, go out there, drink some beer, hang out, chill. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really care if they win or not. I want to yeah. see that. And I'll tell you one of the other things. I think the, the, that, that ballpark is so big. I think the lack of home runs in that in that park mm-hmm. hurts too. Like yeah. it, it, it takes away from potential excitement. Yeah, uh, it means it, it means about entertainment. That's yep. you know, and that's why they shorten the game too, so it's not wasn't so boring. I mean, majorly they made it shorter so people can you know want to watch it at a shorter time frame, makes it more exciting. Yeah, and then my other thing is this: I think the, the your target audience is families, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get a family of four out there. Yeah, well, tickets aren't expensive. I, I'm not gonna, you know, people are all the tickets are too high. Man, they're, they're seven, ten, twelve dollars. Yeah, cheap. I'm sorry, I, that's just cheaper know, than going to the movies. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know, you get three hours of, of entertainment. I think the target audience being families, young families in particular, that a lot of those families have kids that play travel ball. Yeah, you were talking about that before a couple weeks ago too. That's a good point. I mean, the travel so the travel expensive. ball hustle. Yeah, is, wow, is. Super expensive. Expensive. We did. I don't have a son, but I have a daughter. We did competition cheer mm-hmm. for a while. That I mean, that's a money gouge and hustle as well. And then this travel ball is a whole nother level yeah. of money gouge and hustle. My sister played high level travel softball, girl softball. I mean, played in the World Series and 
um, all that stuff. I mean, every weekend the Dixie Darlings were you know, in another state. You know, so mm-hmm. whether it be baseball and or softball, economics are typically about the same. Very expensive. So I think that ch- that takes into the family's ability to go to a baseball game. And also there's just burnout factor, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, you just play baseball all weekend. Do you want to go to a minor league game in the middle of the week? You know, can you afford it? Do you have time, school? I mean. And then what we talked about, too, before, the in July and August, it's insufferable. Absolutely. It's just, it's very, it's so hot that it's hard to really just want to go out there and, and do it. And that's why I don't. Mm-hmm. And it comes July and August. And it just, I'm at a point in my life where if if I don't have to sit outside in the heat, I, I'm not going to. You know, I went to, um, I bought Unless a, I'm on a boat or something. Me and my buddy Will, I was talking about. We went to the, uh, you know, I'm a Marlins fan, so we went to Atlanta because he lives there in the summer or on July 4th weekend. And I bought like, for they had like a two or three game series and I bought two tickets. Well, one day it was so hot, we just sat in the bar next to the stadium. I was like, man, you know, you know uh, let's just sit here and drink. Yeah. Because I'm not going to the stadium. It's just too, it was just too hot. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you got you got to love it. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, they built all these uh, stadiums with retractable roofs like in Texas and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like man, people ain't sitting outside, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're just talking about the emotional investment factor. I mean, people will do that for something that they're really emotionally invested. Like my crazy, stupid self right now is literally tracking flights to Kansas City, considering doing this. I pulled out my like winter gear. You know, I got to ski all the time, and I'm like really considering going to this game yeah. because that's how emotionally invested I am in that team. But otherwise, man, you man, know, don't go watch them lose. <laughs> I mean, they're probably gonna man. Everybody on the team's injured. Yeah. If it, you know, everybody's. I don't know if anybody's watching Hard Knocks with the in season with the Miami Dolphins, but it's really good. And they're it's on every Tuesday night, and they had an episode last night. And you know, they're just it's just like the entire team is hurt. So that's kind of the that's really that's actually dissuading me more than the cold. Yeah. Is that everybody's I mean, just if injured? They got a, if they got a true chance of, of course, anything, anything can happen. Yeah. But I mean, you talking about going and beating Kansas City at home in that weather. With the one team that that plays in the warmest weather, it, it, yeah. it's a bad combination. Like all it is, all historical data says the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, even if even if everybody was wasn't injured, right? But everybody is injured, you know. And uh, I just thought it'd be fun to go see Tyreek back in uh, Kansas City and all that kind of drama that goes on with that. But uh, you can see it on TV. Yeah, I can, and it'll be a lot warmer. <laughs> um, Fred text in. Average yearly expense on travel baseball is twenty three thousand dollars. My God. Um, uh, let's see. Roger, text in too, and this is a great point here. Roger says, um, prices for food got ridiculous. A large souvenir cup at the Peach Bowl cost four dollars with free refills. Souvenir cups at Trustmark Park were eight dollars with no refills. Draft beer at Peach Bowl was eight bucks. Trustmark was twelve and up. Wow, really? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, Blake says, I agree with you. The only times I've seen Trustmark Park filled up was for state and Ole Miss games. Yeah, and, and that was kind of part of the, the the fight with them to stay was they – my understanding was the Braves, which is now owned by Endeavor that owns the UFC mm-hmm. and WWE, they wanted all the money from the college games too. They wanted that money? They wanted that money. So they, that's what the legislation kind of was, was to try to – supplement that because that's a that's another promoter that does that okay you know that has a deal with the ballpark all right wow. let's, let's take a break real quick this is the clay edward show with sean york run uh got a bunch of texts we'll read when we come back also we want to talk about the jew tunnels why are the jews building tunnels in new york some weird stuff is going on there's a lot of there's a lot of stereotypes i could say but uh, you know I'm, I'm not an anti-semite but 
I may do it anyway. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Reliable Rental Equipment. Guys, whether you need a skid steer, mini skid steer, mini excavator, excavator, tractors, generators, lifts. They got all the lifts, too, by the way. Scissor lift, telehandlers, articulating boom lifts, towable electric boom lifts, forklifts, ride on or stand on. And look, they got generators. If it gets... (laughs) Get ahead of the curve, because if it gets as cold here as they're talking about it getting, you're going to be wishing you had a generator uh, this time next week. Well, by Monday of next week. So uh, just food for thought. I don't know how small of a generator they rent. I'm sure they had those big those big ones as well. But uh, that may be an option for you. Of course, they've got outdoor lighting, all the good stuff from Taylor Outdoor Lighting. So if you, need, you got to work in the dark. I don't have to explain to you what you need lights for. You know already. If you need them, it's dark. That's why you need lights. Anyway, they got you taken care of. Rollback dumpsters. They can drop one off, or they can drop one and a crew off and get it filled, get your site cleaned up for you. Uh, dozers, excavators, they got it all. They also have uh, little stuff, man, like concrete buggies, stump grinders, trenchers, walk-behind concrete saws, brake hammers, pressure washers, uh, zero-turn mowers. And they got the the Massimo, I think I'm saying it right, Massimo side-by-sides, four-wheelers, and mini-bikes uh, available. And this ain't just no ch- middle-of-the-mall China stuff here that you go see at like your little knockoff hardware stores that sell that kind of stuff. This is a real deal built in Texas. You know the Texans build good stuff. They're like the Amish. They build good stuff. Uh, like, well, they, at least that's what they say about the Germans. They build good stuff. That, that was determined to be a lie if you've ever owned a German car. Well, they over-engineer everything on those cars. So yeah. That's what it is, too. That's another problem, but yeah. Yeah, too smart for the wrong group. I'm going to guess it ain't over-engineered in Texas. So it's just built built Texas tough. Anyway, get out there, check them out. Meadowbrook Road in Jackson, right on the corner of North State and Meadowbrook, across from the uh, old I – I keep saying across from the old Meadowbrook movie theater, assuming everybody knows what I'm talking about. But I guess it's been closed for so long, some people might not. So we'll just say on the corner of North State and Meadowbrook, and they, they're always online at Reliable Rental Equipment, EquipmentMS.com. Reliable Rental Equipment, MS.com. Go see my buddy Brad Patridge and the crew over there today and uh, get all your your rental needs uh, taken care of. They also are an exclusive dealer of, I think it's Air Tow Trailer. I always forget the name of it, but uh, they got the cool Airdrop Trailer. It's Airdrop, but they, they, they drop flat on the surface between the wheel wells. And you can drive straight up in whatever you need. Uh, they're the exclusive dealer in the southeast for that. So check them out. They got you completely taken care of. Amazing facility. Amazing team over there. All right, Sean. Yeah. So, all right, this is one of those weird stories that's, that's gone super viral on the internet. And remind me that we got to talk about the aliens in Miami, too. Okay, I missed that one. The ali- aliens at the mall in Miami. There's aliens. In- okay, I'm gonna. You haven't that seen up. that? No, have not. You got. You're the one who told me about this um, Hasidic Jude tunnels last night. So I kind of looked at that and these other things were. Yeah, for, you know, the Miami thing should be of interest to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I'm right. definitely gonna look that up. I'm, I'm googling it right now. All right, so wild. This is uh, from the Daily Mail over in the UK. It says wild riot breaks out in NYC synagogue over secret tunnel. 
Orthodox Jews are dragged away in cuffs after trying to block construction crew from filling in their illicit passageway. So long story short, you kind of got the the gist of what's going on here. So clearly, all the conspiracy theories known to man are the first thing that pop up. And I... And look, nobody loves a good conspiracy theory more than Clay Edwards. I mean, I thought maybe they were hiding the ark down there, just anything. There was an old filthy soiled mattress. And uh I'm guessing what it was was there uh the younger the younger folks let me just read this. It said wild scenes broke out Monday at a synagogue in Brooklyn, New York after construction workers arrived to fill an illegal dug tunnel that was being used by young Orthodox Jewish men in an attempt to link buildings to a nearby ritual bath. The chaos erupted at the Shabbat Lubit... Man, look, I can't pronounce a lot of these words. Lubitovich. I'm the wrong guy for some some of these big words. Uh, Headquarters in Crown Heights. In December, the rabbis discovered the youths had dug tunnels beneath the buildings to access another property on the same street. It remains unclear why the young men were so attached to the property that they were accessing illegally. They have for years been at loggerheads with the synagogue over who owned, they've been in, a, in an argument with the synagogue over who owns the, the main property. But the appeal of the ritual bath and the makava is unclear. When cement diggers and construction crews showed up last night to fill the tunnel, the young men protested, throwing themselves in the way to block their efforts. It took NYPD to forcibly remove them. Videos of the incident were later shared on social media. Twelve people were arrested and remain in custody. They've yet to be identified. The video is one of the wildest things you will ever watch. You got a bunch of ascetic Jews fighting the police, throwing tables. I mean, they were acting like they were BLM riders. <laughs> or J6ers. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. J6ers <laughs> were doing it for God. So <laughs> All right, they were right. called by God. Um, but were they would definitely BLM riders. What do you think? I think, you know, you said this last night. I think this might be what this is. Is this their hoe tunnel? I, yeah, mean, I that, mean, that's it, what this sounds like to me. I mean, because, you know, these are sitting, I guess they have to. They're celibate. super conservative. I don't know. I don't know the particulars, but I know that they're super conservative. Yeah. So, like, this this think, could be the hoe tunnel. Yeah. I mean, I just think this is where they're, they're, they're I mean, I don't want to get into it on the radio, but I mean, I, there's probably a lot of self-pleasure going on down there and drugs and everything else. Everything you can think of. That's like that's why they're so protective yeah. of the tunnel. I don't think they're hiding their gold or anything under there. No, or they're not probably, I mean, they're probably not like, I mean, it's not the underground railroad. They're not like, you know, moving slaves up from the south to the north. So what is it? I mean, it's not It's not that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maybe they're hiding from uh, pro-free uh, Palestine protesters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're just, they're just, because they're part of New York. I mean, it seems like that's a... They were, you know, that's if it was the young folks too. They're like, okay, yeah, you know, we're conservative on top of the tunnels, but under the tunnels, we're not. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the first hour. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Let's go straight to the phones here. We've had Ryan on hold for a minute. Hey, Ryan, you there? Hey, hey, man, how's it going? Good, brother. You got about two minutes, man. I'm sorry for leaving you on hold. No, it's all good. We'll make it real fast. I just got off work and I'm watching the replay of the news. And I see the Goon Squad on there. I see Deadman, Edward, McAllison, Updike, Middleton, and Hartfield. Updike helped me before. Um, I remember him, man, because he had a you know weird name. Mm-hmm. But that guy, I was on the side of the road and I needed some help with some, with, with some other stuff I'm not going to even talk about. But that dude was genuinely nice to me. I don't know how he got 
you know, grouped them with all these people, man. But I just wanted to say that, man. That dude helped me. Yeah, no issues in helping me. Nobody's paying me to say this. I just watched the news. Just came on last night, and I saw him, and I saw his weird name. I was like, man, I remember that guy. That dude was—he was cool with me, man. I, I just—I just wanted to say that, man. Yeah, you know, I get some—I get some mail to my house from somebody that's got that same last name. I guess they used to live in my house. I don't—don't don't think it was him, but. Uh, clearly, I, you know, to be in Rankin County and have the same last name, I don't think it's any stretch to assume they were probably related with a unique last name like that. And, man, look, I yeah. met one of my buddies yesterday who works with the Rankin County Sheriff's Department, was getting him a T-shirt, and we had a good talk about the whole thing. And, man, it's just, look, man, people are, people are very complicated individuals. You know, you can, you can do good on one hand, and then you can be doing some evil on the other and, and feel justified in both. So, you know... True. As I've gotten a little older, I try not to rush to judgment. That's why I waited till the evidence came out and the pleas came out to talk about that deal. And uh, as life goes, Ryan, I'm up against the break, brother. Thank you. Yeah, take care, man. Uh, we'll be right back. Top of the hour. Unfiltered, no sugar added talk radio. You've tuned back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show, and it's brought to you by Guns and Gear. They're under attack by Big Tech. Get over there, see them in person right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. That's Guns and Gear. You can shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. And uh, again, in person right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt at Yandale Road. Uh, They've been kicked off of Facebook for no apparent reason other than the fact that they're a gun store and liberals hate guns unless they're shooting one another with them. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. They're also the home of No Limit Ammo. Ammo's about to start getting high again. Unfortunately, guys, I would stock up now. Uh, Apparently, there's some kind of gunpowder shortage or crisis or something or another. And ammo is going to be getting expensive again. Stock up now. People are going to start limiting how much you can buy as we get closer and closer to the 2024 election. They may, Who knows what they're going to try to do to us. Uh, they're getting crazy. They're doing crazy things. They're trying to protect themselves. And the best way you can protect yourself is by having a gun and a lot of ammo. That's why they hate us, because they ain't us. They want us to be just like them and not have guns and ammo. So get out there, guns and gear. Huge selection. They're way more than just a gun store, though. they got all your accessories, and they can take care of your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs as well. And just honestly, man, it's a cool gun store, and it's fun to go in there and look at stuff and chop it up with those highly, highly knowledgeable sales guys that work there. And, uh, hey, don't forget, they also buy guns. You get one for Christmas that you ain't that fond of, but you appreciate your significant other getting it for you, uh, go trade it in on another one or go sell it to them and buy you another one. They'll never know. If they if they knew what you liked, they wouldn't have bought you a gun you didn't. <laughs> anyway, guns and gear. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com, and a proud sponsor of the Guns and Gear text line here on the Clay Edwards Show. we got Sean Yorker on here in the studio with us. Uh, let's hit the Guns and Gear text line real quick. Then we got a topic. We're going we're gonna to pivot here. we got a topic I want to I hit some. I guess we really do need to talk about the Fannie Willis stuff, but I, I want to talk about, also talk about, and we'll, we'll get to it on the after the next break. I want to talk about these people that live in Jackson that stick their head in the sand and pretend there's not a problem, and then yeah. get mad at other people that acknowledge that there's problems. Uh, y'all are the problem, and I'm and I'm gonna call you out here in just a little bit. So, <clears throat> if you're a white fondren liberal, um, that that's all you know about Jackson, um, 
I'm coming down. I'm still Polo's line. I'm coming down your road. Uh, let's see here. Guns and Gear text line. When people take the time to text, I like to take the time to read it. Sure, sure. Um, unknown texture says, uh, cut your dead trees down ahead of the winter storms. Or this is Rachel, I'm sorry. Rachel says, cut your dead trees down ahead of winter storms to those uh, to those, to those that are the ones that usually fall. Those are the ones that usually fall on the power lines. Yeah, that's so true. I it, mean, in my neighborhood in Bellhaven, there's so many trees, and it happens in my house every year when this goes on. Yep, and we've got a uh, a new tree sponsor here on the show. I was <laughs> supposed to have already uh, got them up and rolling, but the first of the year slowed things down. Mm-hmm. But it's Advanced Tree Services. Oh, nice. And a uh, lady I grew up with uh, in high school and all that is a part of it, and uh, the, the owner's apparently a big fan of the show. So looking forward to sitting down with them here in the next couple of days and getting all the details together. But <clears throat> I, I do not mind going ahead and telling you all that if you need a tree service, um, advanced tree service is going to be there for you. Just search them on Facebook. Just type in advanced tree service <laughs> and they're right there so you can't miss them all right what were we talking about oh the uh um what was it we're, we're going to talk about the uh, the sun and sand sign is going to be installed we're going to well, let's move that to the to the okay. night. we're going to tie that hole into my sure. fondrinians what okay do you, what do you call them the fondrinistas i call them fo- fondrinistas we're going to talk about the fondrinistas like sandinistas but yes. fondrinistas. uh yeah. fanny fanny Willis. Oh, you want to go with Fanny? Yeah, okay. let's go. Let's go with Fanny. We, we teased that Fanny. early on. Let's. Look. Fanny <laughs> can't keep her panties on. Um, okay. Uh, to me, that rhymes way better. Way better in my head than it does actually coming out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, Fanny, Panny, but there's no T in Fanny. I know. Yeah, it's 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 one of those names, that, and it's easy to right. It's easy to <laughs> easy to correlate some stuff to it. Well, you know, so Miss a uh, strong, independent woman that don't need no man. You know, Miss uh, that's going to build a statue for Fanny. Uh, what do they say about um Stacy, Stacy? Uh, what's what, what's what fat girl's name? Stacy what? <laughs> Stacy Abrams. Uh, Stacy Abrams. Assume you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, Stacy Abrams, or fat girl. Um, you know, I remember after the 2020 election, they put her on the cover in some magazines and they give her her roses, give her her flowers. Now, well, they 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 may have tried to do the same thing with with Fanny. They tried to give her her flowers just a little too soon, and come to find out. No, somebody's been possibly violating her flower. Yeah, um, you know, I've been, that, I've been that's on the payroll. I've been so interested in this story, obviously, because you know I was a prosecutor for ten years, and this just kind of stuff just interests me because that's kind of sure. what I did forever. Anyway, so you know, when I sent you the article the other night, Daily Beast, my first thought was, you know, wow, I said, you know, the the left wing media is jumping on this quick. And well, that's was, why I jumped straight on it when I saw it was the Daily Beast, and mm-hmm. I read it, I was like. I hate the Daily Beast. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would, right? So yeah. I, I, didn't think, I didn't think you followed it on Instagram. I do. And and I saw that. I read I was like, and I read the allegations. I was like, oh, man. And then um, I, I sent it to you, and then you did a video, and then I started noticing it started popping up on other media sites, and the New York Times had it, and the Wall Street Journal had it. CNN ran with it. Hold, hold that real quick. Yeah. Just, in case you, just in case you guys aren't aware, because there's a lot going on, Fannie Willis is the DA in Fulton County, Georgia, who arrested Donald Trump. Yeah, on the uh, Georgia State charges. Yeah. Not it's different than the Jack Smith case, but similar, you know, facts. Okay. Anyway, the um, so you know, I started noticing. I'm just tracking all the 
media sources that were uh, that were they're doing it. And I sent it to my buddy Will, who's you called in election night, you know, and and of course he's you know he's team Fanny, right? And uh, I sent him like. Send this. He's like, he's like, Sean, stop, stop sending me disinformation. I was like, bro, I was like, that was the New York Times article. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a bastion of conservative thought, you know, like the New York Times. And uh, so we were going back and forth on that, and I was just tracking this all night. And so then the one who actually initially dropped the story was the AJC, the Atlanta Journal Constitution, which is the main paper in paper Atlanta. state, pa- paper of record in Georgia. Yeah, and. Uh, and they've been, man, Clay, they've been on this story because I keep following it. And they had a new one last night, which kind of when you, when I called in yesterday was was a question I had about this Nathan Wade, which is the guy that Fannie contracted with to help with the prosecution of Donald Trump. Paying him 650 some odd thousand dollars yes, and allegedly. Since January of 2022. Allegedly sleeping with him. Right, and which apparently that relationship predated the Trump prosecution. They've had a long, they've known each other for a long which time, which makes it even worse. Right, exactly. It, yeah, yeah, it does. And um, so the uh, so she contracted with him, but this the article that came out last night explained that a little bit further. What I thought was interesting. So, because my question was, why did you contract with somebody that had no felony trial court experience? What the experience that he did have was he was a. Back in the late '90s, he was a misdemeanor prosecutor for like a year or two, you know. And um, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying he didn't have the kind of experience that you know that you would did. expect to convict a former president of the United States, especially when you're dealing with something like RICO, um, which is not something normally that occurs in state court prosecutions. I mean, sometimes it does, but and it's it's a complex thing. It's more of a federal court thing that happens in federal court more often. Now there are state court RICO statutes, state RICO statutes, just like the one they're using in Georgia. There's one in Mississippi too. But um, here the uh, – so she also – I looked at the other people that she contracted with, and the AJC had an article about this. And she contracted with a guy – I think he was a former federal prosecutor that had vast RICO experience. Okay, so that makes sense, like why, why you would contract with him to help the office. And there was another person that she contracted with that had also similar experience. So there's two lawyers, private attorneys that she contracted with that have the, the, the requisite experience that you would need to do this. So that uh, doesn't raise any flags because these people are, you know, they know what they're doing for lack of a better way of putting it. And, but this guy, Wade, they, you know, they, they've asked her before this happened why she contracted with him. And what she said is like, well, I can trust him. Well, I mean, you got people in your office. I'm sure you could trust too. That's why you hired them. So, I mean, I don't know why you would, wouldn't you better off referring this to one of your assistant yeah, if you, DAs? Yeah, if you don't trust your your staff, that, that that's a whole other problem. Yeah, rather than this guy who's who's got no experience doing this, and he's uh, he's got his own firm. What he does is criminal defense, personal injury. Again, that's what I do, so nothing against that. But um, he um he doesn't have experience for it, and she's you know paid him this amount of money, which you know just which doesn't make sense. So then I was talking to Will about this last night. And he even admitted to me, he said, you know, because he lives in Atlanta, he said, look, everybody in the Atlanta political circles have known about this story for a while. After he but, argued with yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's why you got to know our relationship, our friendship over the last 25 years. That's what it is. This is arguing a lot. And uh, anyway, so he says everybody in the politicos knew about this story, that this was going to come out because she had had this relationship with Nathan Wade and that he was involved in this, you know, prosecution for it. So, I mean, so here we are with it now. Now now it's come out. And if you notice, so I keep checking her Twitter page and statements released by her office. Now, Atlanta Journal Constitution had an article last night that said they've continued to ask her and Mr. Wade for a comment on the story. They've It's been radio silence. The only thing they said, well, we'll respond in court filings. Well, then, interestingly enough, there's a divorce proceeding for Nathan Wade, the prosecutor that she's having the affair, alleged affair with that 
receive $654,000 in billable hours. That divorce proceeding with Mr. Wade and his wife, Fannie Willis was served a subpoena for to appear for a deposition in that case on January 23rd. To depo- she's going to be deposed on January 23rd. So what I what I'm what I'm trying to get at here is like so his she, wife is accusing them of having an affair. Yeah, and so yeah. his his wife's attorney issued a subpoena to depose Miss Willis. So for basically, and what what what's it called? Uh, alienation of affection, basically. I don't know what the what the allegations are. I mean, a lot of states don't have that, I and mean, we have that, but a lot of states don't have that. You know, when you're cheating on your spouse, it, it's just part of the divorce proceedings. I'm assuming that she's. <laughs> Sodomy is still illegal here, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, it's probably just, you know, they're deposing her because they're going to ask her about the affair and it's a ground for the divorce in Georgia, just like it is here. So I would think that would be the reason. But um, so I think Miss Willis knows what I'm trying to say, Clay, is this there. She's not she hasn't got up there and said, I didn't do this. Right. She hasn't she hasn't said that. I think she knows that, you know, it's she's kind of cooked on it. Like, like she's this, this is what happened. These aren't you know false allegations. That's why you haven't heard it. She has been responsive about it. And that's why you've seen all media outlets, not just like conservative media outlets or left-wing media outlets. Everybody is reporting on this story. So it seems like it's been pretty, you know, it's, it's pretty well-founded. It's kind of like, I'm going to give the example about something we did. with You and I had heard about this Goon Squad story for a long time before those New York Times articles come out. We heard about how many rumors did we hear about that? I right? mean, and, and, and it, it, a lot of it ended up being wor- There were some things that were wrong, but a lot of it ended up being worse than even what we had imagined. Right, and, and, and probably months before those articles were released. So we had, you know, so it was kind of like, okay, we knew this was coming. This is, you know, this is a, a factual thing. I think that's kind of like here. Like everybody in Atlanta, political area, knew this was coming out. That's why all the media outlets didn't contest it, and they all ran with it. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I, the way I know something is right when it mm-hmm. comes to left wing, and I'm because they're, they're Democrats, so I'm just going to use that yeah. just for my example here. The way I know that the left wing media is being right about something and they're not trying to ship form a narrative mm-hmm. is when they actually report on something like this happening. They have done their due diligence. This is not trying to carve a narrative. This isn't just flat out fake news. When they have to roll their own under the bus, it's because they have to. Because, I mean, that's what's going on here, you know, and uh, this is nothing but bad. For if you're, you know, if you're in favor of the prosecution that Fannie Willis is doing, nothing but bad for that. And so there's been all these legal experts are giving their opinions, and some of them are kind of trying to, well, maybe it's okay. But majority of people, I think, have the same opinion I do that I don't think it's gonna. It doesn't affect the charge. So I mean, just to be clear about that, it yeah. doesn't affect the charge. Some other prosecutor could pick it up and prosecute it, but it does create a conflict of interest with Miss Willis and her office and Mister Wade. And I think that's the main issue people have to look at. It's not that he's going to get his the charges dismissed because she's having this affair with um, with Nathan Wade, but is she going to have to recuse? I think that's probably going to happen. Is she going to be later? She, does she have some possible criminal culpability? I think that's possible, too. So what would I mean, the criminal culpability look like? Hold that thought. Let's yeah. take a break real quick. We're going to pick up right back there on the other side of this break. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurt Karan. Uh, guys, if y'all want to chime in on this particular topic, the Fannie Willis uh, Trump Georgia stuff, the phone line, 601-879-0002, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Breaking rules. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, don't forget, man, I just got a full restock of the G.I. Joe-style F.A.F.O. Clay Edwards shirts in. 
Uh, all sizes available, all the way up to 4X. Give me a shout. I'm easy to find. I will uh, I will deliver it to you outside of certain parts of Jackson, or I can mail it to you. Either way, we can meet up, preferably just meet in Rankin or Madison County. But if I must go to certain parts of Jackson, I will. But I will be doing a full background check on you before I do. I'm going to need your social security number, your criminal record, just a whole nine yards before I meet you in Jackson. Uh, that's kidding, not kidding. But anyway, would love to sell you a shirt, the 30 bucks. I'll throw in a free brand new uh, FAFO Clay Edwards Show sticker as well. Actually, two of them at a $5 value. So you kind of get a lot of bang for your buck, and you help support the cause, man. So uh, please keep me in mind. Don't forget, get out, get down to Martin's downtown today for lunch. Best blue plate in the city. We've had this conversation. Get down there, try it. I always recommend the country fried steak. It's not on the blue plate, but it can be a blue plate. You know, yeah. the, the steaks are great. The burgers are great. Everything. And uh, best bar in town. They got the new patio outside. Tons of big 70, 80-inch TVs. All the NFL action will be on the games live. We'll be on the games. We'll be on the TVs live at Martin's through, all throughout the playoffs. So get down there. Enjoy it. And, again, I, the, the band that I've decided to promote to no end is the upcoming Rolling Stones tribute band satisfaction they're going to be there the day after valentine's what a great uh valentine's gift day gift for your significant other and then get down there and check out satisfaction voted one of the best cover bands or tribute bands in the world by rolling stone magazine that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool that really is man yeah those tribute bands it can be hit and miss it can be cheesy or it can be really cool and when you when you when you reach that upper threshold Mm -hmm. of 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 being voted best in the world, you're obviously pretty good. Like the OG Kiss Army. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. From back in the day. Yeah. There's a bunch of Kiss tribute bands, but in my mind, Kiss Army was the best one. And uh, you've got some others. There's a really good Metallica one. I think, I think didn't, like Martin's, Inc. didn't Martins have them? They did. Yeah, not long. Martins does a really good job getting these really talented tribute bands over mm-hmm. there. They had the Doors last fall, and... There was a there's this one I used to go see a bunch was the Led Zeppelin Zoso Zoso they're they're really good too yeah they're one of the more expensive ones to book as well but they do well mm-hmm. there's another tribute band that's really cool called Black Jacket Symphony and they're gonna be playing out in Brandon um, this month and they're they're doing Journey this time but they're one of these super talent now they don't they're not a tribute band in the traditional sense like they don't dress up like they're kind of like a cover band but they pick one band. Dude, they they got their own big production and everything. They used to play Thalia Hall and and some others. They do big numbers, but they'll pick an artist and that's who they're the, they're doing a tribute to that show. And this one is going to be a Journey coming up there at Brandon City Hall. Free plug for that, I guess. So ZZ Top is coming to the amphitheater too. That's exciting. I missed them the last time, and it was at like their first show or second show without Dusty Hill, the bass player. Okay. He passed away. I just saw his house is for sale in Texas. Really cool house. Anyway, uh, good times. A lot, lot, lot of good live entertainment all throughout there. You guys that say we don't have nothing to do, um, I don't know what you expect. Yeah, if I don't go to Kansas City, I'll be uh, I'll be at Martin's watching it probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know. So get down to Martin's, enjoy yeah. it. Tell them we sent you. All right, the Fannie Willis stuff. Where, yeah. where were we at? We're talking about her uh, possible like criminal culpability. Yes. I mean – it's not going to be the, in my opinion, it's not going to be the easiest thing to prove. But here's the thing: what I what I would what I would think it possibly is is the feds have a statute called honest services fraud. It's like 18 USC 1346, something like that, and it's a scheme to defraud another of an intangible right to an honest government service. 
through a um, you know through a scheme to do I think a fiduciary duty uh, by bribery or kickbacks. And so what I'm let me put that simply in layman's terms. So the uh, that's what they're going to get Chalkway for. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, I, that's what I would go with if if there was anything wrong. But um, he um, she um, she contracted with this Nathan Wade guy who isn't you know has no experience in doing any of this and is her romantic partner. Allegedly, apparently that's going to come out. Then he takes her on all these lavish trips. Now you know her argument would be, well, hell, this is my boyfriend. You know, we, that's what boyfriend and girlfriends do: go on trips. So, I mean, how do we know that he used the funds that he was paid with to do that? But then, of course, you know, I think you can also say, well, in consideration for getting this contract, he took her on trips. You know, so I I mean, it's going to be I mean, it's not gonna be the easiest thing to prove. But I mean, it it just on its face, it looks bad. Well, I would like to see a record of uh, his billable hours outside of this outside of this this case oh i know like how much how much is his normal rate what is he charging other people and then he gets this from the girl he's having an affair with was he making 150 dollars an hour billable on everything he's ever done and then magically boom he's getting 250 dollars billable on this I, I think that that would be an interesting no i see what you're saying like what is yeah i mean it seems to me that he does yeah right what is his standard rate yeah. also clay i think one thing you want to pay attention on this too is you know now, now these bills are going to be gone through with a fine tooth comb. I'm assumed by the Fulton County commissioners and by the FBI. And was he overbilling? Which I'm going to guess that probably happened. And what I mean by that, so when he's on one, of, let's put it this way: let's say he's at the Bahamas or wherever he took Fanny. Was he billing time while he was in the Bahamas? I mean, was he saying, "You know, I'm working while I'm doing this"? Was he? Did he? Did he? Did he overbill? Did he double bill? Did he? You know, did he bill 27 hours in a day? Which I've seen people do that kind of stuff before. There's going to be a lot of billing discrepancies. I'm guessing. I, you know, I don't know that. On this yeah. is just this is just speculation. But I mean, that's usually what happens when you um, when you look into cases like this. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what that's going to come forward, and that's going to put Mr. Wade in a pro, in a situation. At the very least, I think these two are in an ethical professional you know, code of professional responsibility problem with the bar. Uh, slow, so, slow down. Say that again. I'm sorry. I think they're in a. Um, They've got a professional responsibility issue, an ethics problem. I think that they're going to have some questions to answer to the bar or Georgia State Bar about the situation. That would be my best. That's most likely what's going to happen. The criminal stuff, it sounds like, oh, yeah, she's going to go to jail. She probably isn't going to go to jail. I think, you know, I I see a possible criminal culpability. Proving that's one thing, you know, one thing else. It can be harder to do. But um, I think definitely she's in an ethical, she's got an ethical problem for sure with the bar. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because Georgia being a – well, we live in a very similar state here with Jackson being blue, the re, the majority of the state being red. Mm-hmm. Keep, I, can think, I can name a dozen blue cities. Anyway, you have a you have a Republican-led state in Georgia with this outlaw Democrat going – you know, doing all she can to anger the Republicans in the state. And now you're going to put it in their hands to review this, I assume – and to, to decide if there's state charges to be filed, uh, mis- this, I'm guessing their version of Shad White is going to be all over this. Well, I think the yeah the, the Georgia Attorney General's office is going to obviously look into it. I yeah. would think they would. They're going to review whatever she did here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be there's going to be a lot of eyes on her now. I mean, that's what happens when you prosecute the for, a, a president. You're involved in any political prosecution, whether it be this, whether it be the OJ stuff. They're always going to attack the prosecutors. You know, there was a, actually a guy um, was a former DA, and he made a quote in the AJC that said that when you're doing a case that is so political, whatever it is, whether it's Donald Trump again, or if it's OJ, or if it's other elected politicians, 
you better be squeaky clean mm-hmm. because they're going to look into you too, what you're doing. And, and my, you know, I, was, I think I told you this last night, or I just kept thinking about it. And I told Will this too on the phone. I said, what was she thinking when she did that? Like, you know, like this is my romantic partner, allegedly. Like, just what, what crossed her mind? This I'm is pop, tell you. this is arguably like, one second, this is arguably the, not arguably, this is the biggest felony case of the 21st century. And you're going to risk it by making that kind of a mistake. You know what I mean? By doing something that you know, obviously, to be. I mean, like if she, let's put it this way like if she had, if they were prosecuting somebody else and she contracted with Nathan Wade, well, no one would ever find out about it. No one would ever know, even though he's not experienced. He doesn't know that, you know, it, nobody would care. But I mean, you're going to, you're going to prosecute, you know, the, the 21st century version of the Lindbergh case, and you, then you're going to do this with this guy. I just think that's crazy. Yeah, you know. So I, I told you this last night. I and, and also, you, you know, you mentioned during the break. I think this is worth mentioning. That what does this do to the office? You know, to the people that work in the office that mm-hmm. are uh, making eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. Maybe you said it at the end of the last segment, but I, I want to rehash it. He said, if you weren't there and you saw this, you would quit. I would be pretty mad that you know, like like I said, the, the other two lawyers that she um contract now of course because it ain't like uh, this is johnny cochran here yeah that i mean it's not you know of course my experience working in the heinz da's office which i think now they've got 20 assistant da's back when i was there it was like 12 uh, the fulton county's office i'm sure has like 200 or 300 so they've got a pretty big office out there i would i'm assuming that's what it is and but i, I would think that's going around that office saying why did our boss contract with her romantic partner on the case that's going to reflect on our office the biggest of anything that ever is going to reflect on it that would make that kind of a misstep. And she's paying this person triple, quadruple what we make. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of upset folks and a lot, a lot of office dissension in there. It would bother me. Trying to turn him into a legend, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in those circles. Yeah. If, he, if, he, if he wins, you know, they, it, it, it's going to put him on another pedestal. Sure. It's going to make him a, a Ben Crump. I'm just thinking of popular black lawyers right mm-hmm. now. So I know different kind of stuff. But right. it's going to put him in another stratosphere. It absolutely would. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think we can agree on that, that it's going to be good for his career. I mean, that's why you do these things. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, you want to, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Even when, you know, when I was a prosecutor, like when you get a big case, you're like, wow, this is a big case. This is going to you know, propel my status as well. I mean, everybody's human yeah, nature. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's no different than uh, interviewing mm-hmm. people and this, that, and the other. Yeah. So, so, so I get it. And so there's multiple layers of benefit mm-hmm. for, for him. And then if she, I mean, he clearly, he, he got her whooped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to make I mean, that I kind think, of misjudgment. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, he's the one with the, with the leverage over her when it comes to their affair. Like she's obviously in love and uh, he didn't. That anaconda didn't got the best of her. And he's married, by the way. Yeah. You know, he's married during this whole thing, and and she's been. And, and this has been going on for apparently several years because he was a municipal court judge at one point, and then she became one. And he was like her mentor, is what I read. And then he he actually headed up her transition team once she was elected to the district attorney's office. Wow. So I mean, he's been connected with her for a long time. He's like her. Tom Hagen, you know, if you get the Godfather reference, like yeah. her consigliere, like he's that kind of guy to her. So, you know, and then, like I said, I said this yesterday, at the end of the day, when you do that and you've then paid him $650,000, and I don't know what her salary is as DA. I don't, yeah. And George, let's round it up to a quarter million, maybe. maybe no, I don't think it, because I saw that the Georgia Supreme Court justices only make 186000 Yeah. And I mean, like here in Mississippi, I think the district attorney's paid like 135, 140, something like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, imagine it's somewhere around there. 
Um, yeah, so would it be illegal for you know her to pay him and him buy her a car with the money that he makes and give it back as a gift? I mean, ethically, I know it's bad. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just ways around this. And then you sell the car. He didn't have to turn around and give her cash because mm. it's you know, tax-free. He gives her the car. She turns around sells it, keeps the cash. There's ways to do stuff like this. Sure. Like how it could benefit her. And those are just very low-hanging like the fruit trips. ways. Yeah, the, the trips, trips benefited her. I mean, that you know, and, of course, his argument would be, well, I mean, I earned money another way by being a lawyer in my private practice. But, mm-hmm. but heck, Clay, I mean, I'd have to – I haven't done the calculations on this. And I think he was billing out at 250 an hour. And so if that's – it's 654000 over the course of two years because it was January 2022. So I guess do the math, what that is, how many hours it is per year. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I haven't done, had the time to do it, but I guess I will do it. 250 divided by 650000 Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm doing here? Yeah. 250 divided by 650, one, two, three. 1,355 billable hours. Okay. That's, a, many, lot. that's a lot. How many hours in a – how many hours in a – Let's just say if you did forty hour work week. That's what I mean. I'm trying to think how many okay. divided by forty. Or forty divided See, I went by to law 30. school, math is not my skill. <laughs> so forty divided by one, three, five, five. I, I don't know. We'll we'll do this during yeah. the break. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards show. Coming up back up next is Michelle Obama running for president. I got some interesting audio. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB. Guys, Watkins Construction and Roofing. Big storms came through the other day. You may have a leaky roof. I do. So give Watkins Construction and Roofing a call today. They're going to come by. They're going to do a complimentary roof inspection. That means they ain't going to charge you. They're going to work with your insurance company every step of the way, whether you need a shingle replaced or the entire Roof Watkins Construction Roofing has got you taken care of. They're going to be in constant communication the entire process, and uh, you will not wonder anything. You will know it. They're going to be in touch with you. You're not going to be like, oh, man, I missed a call. They're going to, they're going to stay on top of it. That's WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Uh, get up with them today. Let them come out do your complimentary roof inspection, and uh, make sure you didn't get any damage during the most recent storms. All right. Sean. I think we are kind of just putting a button on the end of of that Fanny yeah. and that, that lawyer. Uh, Nathan Wade. Yeah, Woodrow texted in and said, it's 2,080 hours at 40 hours per week for the year. Okay. So to, to get to that kind of money. So that is, um, that is a lot of work, and I'd be willing to bet that uh, he was not billing that kind of money. Maybe he was. I mean, I don't know, but if he wasn't doing criminal defense – yeah, I mean, I guess you know, and, and I would also I mean, think, felony defense. Yeah, well, he was, um, he was, well, he was never a felony I mean, prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, he was a, he he did like, a, he was a misdemeanor court prosecutor back in the nineties for like two years. That's yeah. what I read. Interesting. Okay, so we're gonna see how that plays out. Um, I my my prediction is, my prediction, what I want it to be, is that this all gets thrown out and it blows completely up in their face, and there is no prosecution of Donald Trump in Georgia. Um, but knowing Brian Kemp's hatred for Donald Trump and Donald Trump's hatred for Brian Kemp, I'm sure they will find a way to make all this go away. I think she is. My prediction on this is she's going to the, the court's going to make her recuse from the case. Yeah. I think she um, is going to face ethical problems with the bar. I don't know whether she's going to end up having to resign as D.A. I think that's a possibility. And I think um, 
you know, she's possibly like, she might lose her law license. I don't think she's going to, I wouldn't guess she's going to be criminally prosecuted. This is just all guess. But she's going to face other serious consequences for it. What I think will happen then is that some, the court will probably, or the Supreme Court of Georgia will probably appoint a special prosecutor to, this, to the case. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing will happen. You know, it's like I told you last night, man. This lady was trying to, she watched what happened with Stacey Abrams, and she wanted some of that shine. She watched how they put her on magazine covers, how she became a national figure, how uh, they were trying to give her her flowers before she was dead. The whole nine yards, man. This and, is, and she thought she could become untouchable. Well, I think you know you're right, and this is a this is a disease that infects a lot of of, of politicians and prosecutors, especially. And I'll give you an example of that. Remember Nifong with the Duke Lacrosse case? Yes. With this back about twenty years ago. Didn't know the name, but I definitely yeah. remember the. And whole he case. Getting, I mean, a lot of times you'll see nationwide prosecutors get stars in their eyes about higher office because somebody most people they become da they want to become you know something else congressman senator governor whatever mm-hmm. and they attorney general attorney general yeah i mean well michael guest was da now he's congressman there's an yeah. example i mean nothing wrong with that i'm just saying that's what you know happens and um so they get stars in their eyes for these big cases and you know i think fanny willis alvin bragg in new york is another example of that with the stormy daniels case i mean the only reason he did that is because he probably wants to be governor of new york one day i mean that's what that's generally or mayor of new york or something like that i'm sure fanny willis wants to be governor of georgia and therefore they so and and this is not just i'm saying democrats republicans do this too sure. like a lot of a lot of prosecutors will take these kind of cases and you know they're big cases because that's going to make their political career and so when you do that, though, you also run the risk of, of messing up and ruining everything, which I think she's probably done here for her political career, I think, at this point. Interesting stuff. Yes, yeah, so I think she just thought she was about to become the next civil rights icon and she was going to be untouchable. That This is a problem, too, Sean, with living in, a, living in an echo chamber bubble. Mm-hmm. Like everybody around her telling her how great she is and all this, that, and the other. And she, you know pretended that she got death threats from MAGA and all this stuff, and she wanted everybody to feel sorry for her, and she never thought that she would get in trouble. You would think she would have had a chief assistant or somebody else that would have sat there and said, look, Fanny, let's let's go into office. You can't hire your boyfriend to prosecute the former president of the United States. Hey, got a question here from Bobcat on the yeah. text. Uh, this is going to be up your alley. It says, a wait is apparently under contract. Are billable hours applicable? If it's a contract, or is it the contract? yeah, yeah, he can bill, he can bill the right, he can bill towards the county. That's what I mean. I do that with the, some cases I get in Hines County. I bill hours and you submit it to the county to approve it. Okay. So yeah, you can do that. Uh, I interrupted you unintentionally. There were you about to finish a thought? Um, yeah, I would. What, what my, my question was like, you know, she's got to have a chief assistant or somebody else in the office that she trusts. I mean, if you're DA, you get to hire who you want to hire, and um, somebody, you know, like it's kind of tax off your point about having all yes men working for you. Somebody needed to sit her down and say, look, Fanny, you know, this is the biggest case of the 21st century so far, and you can't hire your boyfriend. I mean, you have arrested the, you, did, you, got, you mugshotted the president of the United States. Yeah, this is, we got to be clean as a whistle. Your boyfriend's going to have to stay out of this one. You know, keep the, keep the other two people she got that are outside, the private lawyers that have got all the RICO experience. Great. Nobody's ever going to say anything about that. But, you know, leave the boyfriend at home. <laughs> I mean, or just, you know, go out to dinner or whatever. Yep. So... All right, let, let's take a break real quick and, and come back because I just want to clear the palette. Uh, mm-hmm. We can either talk about one or two things. We'll flip a coin. Michelle Obama running for president or the sun and sand sign going back up. I just got a text from somebody uh, that's got a, got eyes on it as it gets ready to oh, go back sweet. up. Oh, sweet. I actually want to go drive by there. Me too. All right, well, it's supposed to be working by Thursday night. Is it? So I, I'm going to go get a nighttime photo. 
Sweet, sweet. Well, I don't know. That's probably a lie. Jackson <laughs> in downtown. Capital Police, man. <laughs> You're all right. I'll, I'll request an escort. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back yeah. on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. All right. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Sean, I, I flipped a coin yep. uh, in my head, and I think I want to hold off on the sign. Okay. We'll, we'll, we got Friday because I want to peel that back as a part of a broader conversation about a little bit of the, the Jackson elitism that goes on and kind of how they feel about me yeah. versus how I feel about them. I just want to tie all that <laughs> in. Friday, we can throw that on. Yeah, I, I want to tie all that in together. But the Sun and Sand sign is going back up. One of my buddies, uh, Bobby um, RDM Ironworks out in Byron, uh, helped work on it and stuff. So pretty cool stuff. So we'll talk about that more. Maybe I can get him on the phone. We can talk about it. Anyway. Michelle Obama. This mm-hmm. is on a, this is a an interview she did with with somebody, and I'm just telling you, man, I'm getting big Michelle May Run vibes, and we're just going to close the show on this. We got about five minutes. We'll get as much thought as we can in. Is the thing that keeps you up at night now, or what is is your biggest fear now after having overcome so many? There's such a thing as knowing too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you've been married to the president of the United States who knows everything about everything in the world, sometimes you just want to turn You know it off, too much. Right. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know what. Like that he's gay? Was in that folder that you just got She's that made man. you quiet. Not mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to know why the security just pulled you over. Mm. I mean, it could be any range of things that comes across the desk of the leader of the free world, right? So I know a lot about what's going on and what keeps me up are the things that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the war in the region, in too many regions. What- the, the war in the region keeps her up at night? <laughs> not, not where, it's just the fill-in-the-blank war. What is well, AI there's a bunch of wars do- going on, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. For us, the environment you know, are we moving at all fast enough? What are we doing about education? Mm. Are people going to vote? And why aren't people voting? Are we too stuck to our phones? I mean, those yeah. are the things that yeah. keep me up because you you don't have control over them. What? All right. She's running, bro. They are, they That's their only hope. Well, I don't, you know, um, the one thing I would say about it, just to you know, re- having read, I actually read her book years ago, and uh, she hated being first lady. Is what I'm going to say. She hated being in the White House. So I mean, and she's it, it, and those around her have always said there is no way she's going to do it. Now, do I think Democrats are trying to talk her into it? A hundred percent. They have been for. They tried to talk her into it in 2020, and she wouldn't do it. So yeah, I mean, I think they're they're doing whatever they can. You know, say I mean, maybe that's something Joe would accept. Saying, "What if we replace you for Michelle?" I mean, I think that's something he could he could you know stomach. Well, obviously, it fixes a lot of problems it does. for him, right? It gets it, does. You, the, the, it makes the Kamala Harris headache go away, yeah, without any sexism or racism claims involved. And no one's going to care about Kamala. Like, if you say Michelle's going to be the nominee, Kamala's going to be yesterday's news at that point. I mean, it's not even an argument. I mean, this is a really deep conversation to get into. But do you leave Kamala on as VP? No, I don't think Michelle's going to do that. If no, she were, I don't think no, that she got to go. Yeah, but Kamala's Kamala's going. You bring at a that gay, point. you bring a gay white man on. I mean, I guess Buttigieg. you could throw Pete Buttigieg in there or somebody. I don't know who, but the uh, Michelle's going to run the train. So uh, I don't think. Yeah, I think Kamala's sure, probably sure, gone. Sure, it wouldn't be her first one. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Um, the uh, yeah, man. That to me, that's the Democrat dream ticket: a strong, independent black woman and a and a gay white man. 
Well, that checks off all the boxes they want. I mean, I think, you know, Michelle, if I were on the Republican side, I would be pretty worried about a Michelle Obama candidacy. Oh, yeah. No, it, oh, I, I mean, am. You know, I am because that would, all the blacks that have shifted over into saying they like Trump, I'm really worried that their infatuation with the Obamas sways them back over to to the Obamas. I, I think you, you 100% would see that. I think a lot of independents would shift to her. I, it would... Uh, it would not. It wouldn't be good for y'all. No. All right. Look, we got about twenty seconds left, Sean. Today was a fun show. Yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed it. Sean will be back with me Friday. I'll be back on tomorrow. You got Mike Madison coming up next, followed by Jamison Haygood, our national stuff midday, and then Kim Wade, Radio Strongman, four to six p.m. Don't forget, go check out my podcast. Just download or hit like, subscribe wherever you listen to them at.